0: Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGet podcast. I am one of your three amazing hosts, personally, joined each and every week by Gary G-man and the Tennessee is Carl Ross. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Doing Coke, drinking beers. Doing something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh no, Chris. He's doing coke and meth. Coke man, and meth. Coke and meth. It's like a a hell of
2: a scenario uh, combination. Well, apparently coke that's
1: what uh, apparently that's what the CM and and CM Punk stands for.
2: Coke, <laughs> coke and meth.
0: Coke Fucking and meth. MJF. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wonder how long they're going to hold
3: off before they actually uh, let those two go at it. (laughs) Mm,
1: They might do it on December 12th.
0: I'm sure. Whatever the next pay-per-view is. Oh, man, whole lot of fun going on this week, so let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> first thing, we want to shout out Holiday Toy Drive through the Fig Cave. You can check out the thefigcave.com, um, which will take you to the Fig Cave Facebook page. Uh, go ahead and join that group. You can get all the information that you need for the Holiday Toy Drive, um, where to send your stuff to. Um, you can also find it on their Instagram, our Instagram. Uh, I believe, have I posted it to our Twitter? I think it's on our Twitter, too. But um, you can find all the information you need, how to donate, where to send everything to <clears throat> through mainly the Facebook group. So go ahead and join uh, the Facebook group at thefigcave.com, And then send your donations. Help some kids this Christmas. Like I said, every kid deserves to have a uh, toy under their tree for Christmas. Everything goes through toys for tots. And it's a great cause. One of my uh, big charities I donate to every year. Toys for Tots. Love it. Thank you. All right. So doing things a bit different this week. A little bit of a new format. Kind of changing things up here. Normally we would give you guys a social media. um, But we're going to bump that till later on in the show. um, Because we want to get into everything else. Um and give you all that rest of that stuff later so here we go uh, i got a question for you guys before we get into our bell to bell segment um a little bit of a personal question here like we'd like to do recently uh what would be the title of the book about your life or about you if your worst enemy wrote it uh, um
2: probably i would say um uh, It'd be like a one-word title, and it would be under a key receiver.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh,
1: I actually asked Katie about it, and she said, uh, she said that uh, she said this is what she said. She said the title would be. So nice,
2: it makes me sick. So nice, it makes me sick? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I thought you would say LSD. (laughs) (laughs)
1: LSD. Little short (laughs) (laughs) dick. You know what it should be?
0: It should be CLB, creepy little bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, man. I, um... I had to think about this one because, like, I know people don't like me, but like, really, what could they say? Like, besides asshole, like, honestly. But um, like everybody knows I'm an asshole anyway, so it's no big deal. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why my wife married me is because I'm an asshole. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) because I can be mean when she can't. So (laughs) it's just the way it goes. It's kind of like a yin and yang type thing. Um. So I was thinking about this and probably like one of the, the big titles would be no talent waste of space. <laughs> and that would, that would come from my high school art teacher. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was your worst enemy. Your high, high school. I art mean, That's like, that's the worst thing that anyone's ever said to me. That would be like, like a, a book title type thing. Like, I honestly like, I've had like worst my worst enemies like whatever as a kid, but like none of them really said anything to me that kind of resonated and stuck with me like that. So, yeah, my art teacher was a dick. So, (laughs) yeah,
1: as our most art teacher,
0: yeah, like this dude was a real dick. Like he drank like in class. He had a bottle of like scotch underneath his desk, and he put it in his thermos every morning.
2: Our art teacher was
0: like a stoner. Oh. Every year. Every year I'd walk into his class. Matthews, why are you taking my class again? You're no-talent waste of space. Drop and go take a study hall.
2: <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our art teacher was a, a stoner. And then uh, I remember uh, one day, somebody got a hold of his, like, uh, portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his desk or whatever, and it's like a bunch of, it's like a bunch of fucking uh, drawings of his naked girlfriend.
1: <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what the fuck? That's Why crazy. would he bring that to
2: school with him? <laughs> oh, I think it's just like his, like you know, like his little like
0: art thing that like he draws like sketchbook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. That is great. <laughs> Oh, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I love these questions. Like, they're so much fun. They are. Yeah. Oh, great way to kick off the show. All right, let's go ahead and get in the ring for a little bell-to-bell action. Yeah. All right. so with the new changes to the format We have moved the news Under our bell-to-bell segment So we'll get into that here real quick first Um, And then we'll do our Recaps, and we've got a couple uh, Pay-per-view previews going on this weekend We've got NWA Hard Times 2, and we've got NXT War Games on uh, Saturday and Sunday Respectively So let's go ahead and start it off At the news desk Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you the All one, right the so number. one of the big things that I saw as I was doing my uh, research here for the news Freddie Prince Jr. yes that same Freddie Prince Jr. that's married to Sarah Michelle Geller of Scooby-Doo fame <laughs> um, <laughs> who recently started a podcast as well too so we got more competition. Um, I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but yeah um, apparently he did an interview with a UFC magazine or some shit like that podcast or youtube thing and he's talked about the recent releases for wwe and he mentioned that he um really thought seriously or is thinking seriously about starting his own wrestling promotion oh really yeah uh, <clears throat> one of his big things he uh said of course to be on an independent level um but he said how cool it would be to have you know, carrying cross and Keith Lee on the same roster and then build a program around them and not and like keep them separate, but still build the program to where they have that big matchup and all that other stuff. So I mean
2: uh so the name of the first half review would be I know what you did last summer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scooby snacks <laughs> Um, with
2: another Freddie Prince Jr. Um, she's all that. It'd be like an all woman's heirloom.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: what was that? What was that there'd be a baseball themed one where it's at a baseball field? The hell was that baseball yeah. movie he was in? Okay. It was like summer or something. I can't remember what it was. but.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Wouldn't uh-huh. he be
2: in dark Fate? I like hear one? one of the voices in Shark Shark The animation with uh, Will Smith or whatever.
1: Oh,
0: oh, I know you're talking shark, about uh, Shark Tail. Uh, shark Tale. shark Tale? Yeah. I don't know if he might have been one of the no, voices. I don't remember. Maybe i
2: maybe might been might been another one. Might been not a movie that was like a rip off of the Shark
0: Probably. <laughs> But yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is a huge wrestling fan. Um, he is one of us. Like, he actually was a writer for WWE for a little bit as well. Um, honestly, I more the more wrestling, the better. Like, the more places that people can go to work um, that are independent wrestlers or recent release contract uh, talent from WWE, the more options they have, the better for us, the better for them, the more entertainment that we get. Um, As a wrestling fan So I, I'm all for it You know, Freddie, go for it, man Like, if my opinion David counts Arquette. David Arquette be yes. his world champion <laughs> Yes I am all for that <laughs> Especially since he put in the work To actually become a decent wrestler Yes <laughs> Go for it <laughs> David Arquette versus Killer Cross All day <laughs>
2: What was the what was the actor
0: that played uh,
2: in the wrestler?
0: Mickey Rourke.
2: Yeah, have Mickey Rourke versus David Arquette. (laughs) (laughs) And I know what you did last summer.
3: (laughs) That
0: was that's free. That's Freddie. That's free. Free advice. That's free. Um, (laughs) And you know, match ideas or pay per view names. We're gonna have to pay.
2: You need a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that's
1: nice. I was gonna say, hey, uh, I know you know they could sign Aardvark uh, and Prairie Dog, Carl.
2: Aardvark and Prairie Dog.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Misgendered would be a pretty good tag team. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably
2: canceled now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Or making fun of pronouns and stuff but you guys <laughs> uh the beth phoenix has announced that she is finishing up her uh nxt commentary duties with war games um citing that she wants to spend more time at home with her family um what well, the way that monday night raw was shaping up i think we're gonna get a program with beth phoenix and edge versus um uh, miz and maurice which i'm i'm here for that that's probably like one of the standouts from Raw this past week, which we'll get to that um, in our next segment. But uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna miss Miss Beth Phoenix on commentary. So I thought she was pretty. Me good. too. I can deal with that. <laughs> I like. I think the dynamic with her and Wade Barrett was pretty good. Like they're pretty entertaining together. So we'll see what happens after the next NXT set of tapings uh let's see speaking of tapings uh just announced that wwe will no longer be selling dvds in the u.s dvds or blu-rays in the u.s starting in 2022 uh survivor series this year's survivor series 2021 will be the final release uh coming up this month
1: yeah
0: so no more no more new dvds in the US from WWE. Probably cuz no one was buying them anyway. Pretty much. Yeah. Like why would you buy it if it's all streaming on Peacock? Yeah. Besides yeah. to be able to just go to whatever match you want to watch instead of skipping through an entire yeah. pay-per-view. Unless you're like a collector or something. Yeah. You mean, I mean, you mean, I mean, there's, mean like... there's a lot of people that collect DVDs. So oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be kind of rough for those guys. <sighs> uh-huh. Yes, they getting on bootleg. Yep. <clears throat> oh, so that's um pretty much it for the news that I had for this week. Oh, I didn't I really guess, see
2: new, I guess some news. So I don't know if we I don't think we'd we about it. Um Judy Bagwell passed away. Oh
0: yeah. That was um yeah, after we recorded last week, right? I it might have been uh, maybe a yeah, week before
2: It's sometime in
0: November. I just know
2: that uh, I saw it on something that she had passed away.
0: Uh, Yeah, of course, uh, Judy Bagwell, famous for the uh, playing Buff Bagwell's mom in WCW. And yeah, the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff there. I miss WCW in those matches. Yeah. Oh. But she'll be forever immortalized in the, the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Who was that? It was Buff Bagwell, and wasn't it Rick Steiner? I believe so. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. So let's get into our recap segment, uh, which is aptly named the Six Pack Recap. Uh, basically going forward, we will pick, each of us will pick two things from the weekly shows to discuss, hence the name six pack recap, since there's three of us two two times three is six, obviously. Um, yeah. It's also you, the
1: only way we'll ever have a six pack, but go
0: ahead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a six pack. That's sitting Next to me.
1: What'd
0: you say, Carl?
2: That's so pretty close at having a six pack at one point. Uh. Dan drank one <laughs> <up> and drink one of
0: them all right. This is the plus side with this too is we can pick out the the more the things that kind of irritated us during the show or you know, some of the bigger topics that came out of this week instead of having to run through like every single show. So it just it makes it easier. Like, people are watching the shows anyway, so we don't have to go through, like, every single tidbit that happened and all the other bullshit. So. And that opens up a little more time for some other stuff. To talk. Yeah. So, we go. Six-pack recap. Open those cans up. Here we go. Um, one of the big things that I picked out here was Monday Night Raw, the Edge and Miz promo. Which we saw the return of the Miz this week. Um, I thought this was great. It was probably one of the better like non wrestling segments on the show. And yeah. I mean between the two of these guys with the mic work, like you really couldn't expect anything less than a good segment. Was it better than like, the
2: Vince segments? I heard the Vince segments were pretty good this week.
0: Ah, uh, the stuff with um Austin Theory. They <laughs> bitch slapped him. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it was better than I thought it was better than the Vince segments, honestly. Yeah. It yeah.
2: I, that was a joke. I know.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: Vince went all Charlie <laughs> Murphy on Austin Theory. Charlie Murphy.
0: Unity. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was pretty good. Like a lot of personal stuff back and forth between the two of them. A couple shots in there with the Miz. Uh, from Edge towards the Miz, talking about while he was dancing, his friend was getting released. <laughs> I was like, ooh, shots fired. We also had some of those shots, too, during the Becky Lynch-Liv um, Morgan promo uh, for the contract signing where um, Liv said that her friends got fired so Becky could make more money. Pretty much so. Some pretty fire, fire stuff on those promos which uh, I think the live one got edited where they took that out on any of the replays on Hulu and I think on Peacock and and I think on their YouTube stuff when they're showing highlights of it. But the Edge, um, the Edge Miz promo, I don't think I edited at all with that. But yeah, definitely, if you're going to watch Raw, go back and check that out. Um, also from Raw this week, Rollins versus Finn Balor, um, which I think kicked hey, off Carl, the you show. Put, but yeah,
2: kicked yeah, off the I show. Think, yeah, <laughs> kicked off the show. I threw it in there. Um, a really good match to kick off Raw. Uh, probably, probably one of the better Raw matches in a while. Uh, when you get those two in the in the match, uh, it's gonna be good. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah, a lot of good Rollins,
2: stuff. Uh, Rawlins, number, number one contender. Uh, um, at, uh, what's it called? Is it called, like, year one or
1: something like that? Day one, yeah. Day, Day one, <laughs> yeah. I mean, think it's, it's on <laughs> New Year's Day, right? Yeah, New Day. Yeah, it's on January 1st.
2: If I, they finally listened to us and came up with a view name that wasn't, like,
0: a fucking stipulation. Um. Mm-hmm. Finally, but they ripped it from the from the Usos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um,
2: uh, but, um uh, <laughs> Yes, uh Rollins number one contender. I think now um um uh, Kevin Owens is in that match. Yeah, Owens too. was
0: added to that match too um after Rollins interfered um and beat down Owens uh yeah. during the main but, event it, match. but it was good to
2: have Rollins pick up that that victory against Finn, you know, get him some momentum going into
0: the Pepper view you know. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you, this is probably some of the, the visionary thing that Rollins is doing now. Like, I like the, the Monday night Messiah thing, but I think this is better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think this is a little more entertaining. Um, it's showing, showcasing a side of Rollins that we haven't really seen before. It's like kind of goofy, but kind of serious. Uh, like his, his entrance is like goofy as all hell now, but I love it. It's great. Um <laughs> The crowd seems to be it seems to be resonating a little I'm more. The crowd about
1: fucking goofy. Side. Whatever he wears every damn week is goofy. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's awesome. I know. Like, it fits so well. Like, especially yeah, when he came back like, out for commentary. And he had those yeah. big ass glasses on and that like freaking suit he was wearing. I was like damn. <laughs> I think they should put the title, I think they should put the title on them. I think so honest. too. I I think so too. Um who the fuck's has the title right now? Is it? um Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I, I do like Biggie as champion. Um, I know Carl, you're kind of indifferent on it. So.
2: He's like the, <laughs> the least talented member of the new day.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Rollins be, I think it's time to transition Rollins into that role as a, uh, WWE champion, think he's on fire right now. So they'd be um, hard pressed not to uh, to roll with that. Um, but speaking on fire, <laughs> AEW this week main event, uh, Cody versus Andrade. This was a um, pretty much a no disqualification match, like hardcore rules type thing, uh, no holds barred. The match a yeah, I mean the match wasn't bad, like it was good until the end <laughs> I mean, that still wasn't I mean, bad it, it wasn't <sighs> bad ah uh, it was it was so messed up though, like the table was too close to the basically, like if you guys saw the match, you saw that Brandy had come in, took way too long putting lighter fluid on the table and then lighting it on fire, like Andrade easily could have pushed Cody off the rope, like how many times? By the time that she actually got that table lit on fire, like Jesus, like you're not prepared, Brandy. Come on. Um, but then the, the table is too close to the ropes. So when Cody actually did the suplex off the, the top rope, the superplex, Andrade didn't hit the table at all. Cody hit the table. Yeah, And usually in those like the, that type of scenario, either they both hit the table or, you know, the guy taking the suplex go on the receiving end the suplex is the one that goes through the table. But Cody ate the entire table and was still on fire when he pinned Andrade. Like he was his shoulder was on fire. Yeah. Andrade had to put the flame out. <laughs> yeah, but uh I mean
2: I enjoyed it. Like I don't see why everybody's bitching about it. Like it was it was good. It was a good spot. Um you know Sometimes you miss I, here or there, but that's the beauty of wrestling.
0: I just I didn't think the flaming table was necessary in that match.
1: So so that. it's like I sent to Chris and Carl in our uh, group. Uh, <clears throat> where'd it go. Oh, here it is. When you set yourself on fire and they still boo your ass, and it's Cody yep. with a pouty face.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the I thing, put, too. Like, what
1: I put after that, Garrett? <laughs> Hashtag truth is what Chris put. You know what I put? <laughs> oh, Carl wrote, he should go away and come back as eight sevens, a little brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, oh, I mean, Yeah, but that's, um, I don't know. I think Cody's just trying a little too hard to get get himself over with the crowd. And I think he he does need to take some time off. I think he's like, take, you know, six, seven months off or whatever, go home, you know, work behind the scenes, go home and spend some time with his kid, you know, his newborn baby girl, do that as for a, a little bit. Um, come back as, as a, a heel. heel. Full yeah. on heel. Because heel Cody. Heel Cody's awesome. Yep. Like, I mean, give me, give me that like, but like this John Cena type face Cody, that's getting the mixed reaction from people. Like, it's just not, it's not working, but got, I mean, got to do something. I
2: mean, that was a good match. In my opinion, it was, probably.
0: it was a really good match. Like, and that's the thing is like, Cody gets shit on every week, every time he wrestles because he's wrestling. But how, how many times you can say in AEW, we had this, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, how many times can you say since AEW's inception has Cody had a bad match? Yeah. Like, even with some of the mid-carters, like, he's had really good matches. If not, he's like getting fussed at backstage because he's giving the mid-carters more time to do stuff in the match than, than the match should actually be. And, so, and kind <laughs> of shout out to AEW for doing
2: the Fleming table spot on like a, a network show and not like a pay-per-view. That was
0: yeah, pretty cool. Oh so, yeah, I just I still think the I'm still going with the flaming table was mm-hmm. was a bit much for that match, but I mean it's in the if it was with Malachi Black, that I can understand because he's had more issues with Malachi than he's had with Andrade. to have yeah. him come out and set the table on fire. So we'll see, we'll see what go where it goes for next week, but they did. Uh, post a picture on AW's Instagram and I think Cody's Instagram too of um Cody's back after going through that table. And yeah, he's gonna be out. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, some really nasty burns on top of the freaking sunburn that he had too. Like, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna be feeling that for a while. Oh, man, yep, rough. I did no, want to.
1: I did want to say my other gripe while we're on AEW. Um, if if it it's no consolation to say, uh, AEW's commentary team must suck if they have to have a third person on commentary for every single match. Because you know Jr. wasn't on there, so they had someone replace Jr. for every single match. on AEW.
0: yeah. Well, I mean it's so, um. To me it I to the show, like
1: as much as like we all talk shit about JR, the other two are just that boring. I think well, honestly, and I thought about this.
0: I, I like Tony Schiavone. Like I'm not I do a, too.
1: But you know I what exactly their commentary so team
0: off, is missing?
1: The heel the commentator. They don't have a heel commentator.
0: No, they don't. Even when like Jericho was on there as a heel, he was still putting over like the, the face talent. Like yeah. there's no like like, Bobby the Brain Heenan type, Corey, even, like, Corey Graves, like, yeah. still gets off that heel commentator vibe, or, like, Pat McAfee. Like, there's nobody like that for AEW. You're right. Even, like, Taz, like, supposed to be a heel manager, and he's still putting over, like, some face talent, which is the the big thing. So. I Shit, they might as well go full on WCW and bring back Mark Madden. Mm.
1: Yeah do what you got
0: to do <laughs> something but yeah but yeah i think you're you're right on that one though definitely right um let's get into we got a couple things here from impact but nwa this week um <laughs> i gonna bitch about this a little bit here uh so nwa instead of doing a go home show for hard times two we get a like a recap of the Nick Aldous Trevor Murdoch. feud. Like, why did we need that when they're not even wrestling at pay-per-view? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I just, it, it seemed like it was a waste, especially when you're paying, like I'm paying like five bucks a month. Yeah. It's five bucks a month. Isn't that bad? Honestly, for, you know, the content we get from NWA. I would have been content with a freaking um the power surge, ep- like another power surge episode, than um not getting like a an actual edition of NWA Power. At least give me something that's not a freaking recap of matches or a feud that's not even going on right now. Like if anything, maybe we should have had a build up of Nick Aldis and Tom Latimer. Why don't we go? We could have went through that instead of Aldis and Murdoch. Um, I don't know. That's one of the big things on that. Um, Yeah. So NWA do better. Do better with these like go home shows before the pay per views. Ridiculous. They could have built up the freaking um, Mickey James match with, I guess, freaking, um, ah. her name just like Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan. So, all right. Uh, speaking of Impact, Mickey James is knockout champion. Uh, we had last week, the Thanksgiving edition of Impact was the return to WrestleHouse. <laughs> uh, this time, the whole premise of WrestleHouse 2 was Johnny Bravo wanting to make um, Johnny Swinger happy and content with his life. So, <laughs> it was pretty entertaining from start to finish. Um <laughs> Her Sabin was involved for some reason, and like every time he came on screen with uh Caleb anytime Caleb with a K was on there, like Sabin would come out either shirtless in a towel, and it was always in slow motion with smoke, and Caleb was the only one that could see the slow motion and the smoke yes. nobody else, so it was pretty funny, but um yeah. Russell Ellis too pretty entertaining if you go ahead and want to go back and check that out that should be on impact plus and I'm sure you can find it on like YouTube and shit too uh but this week we had a big tag team main event with Matt Cardona teaming up with Eddie Edwards to take on the impact world champion Moose and W Morrissey uh basically Cardona was demanding a title shot or said that he wanted a title shot against Moose Moose came out at the beginning of the show started beating him down Morrissey came out to help out Moose Eddie Edwards came out to make the save. Tag team match gets made for later in the night. Um, Scott Demore tells Matt Cardona that he wants a title shot. Tonight's his night to prove it. And Cardona gets the pin on Moose to win the tag match. But then W. Morrissey beats down Moose after the match. So I think we could be seeing like a fatal four-way or a triple threat match with... um. Uh, Cardona and Moose and Morrissey and probably Eddie Edwards involved at some point.
3: Yeah.
1: I just hope Moose doesn't lose.
0: <laughs> yeah. <no>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I like Matt Cardona, um, Moose is probably the best option for world champion right now. So. He is, for sure. Um, but I can see Cardona winning the title eventually, but Moosh just got that title. So there's really doesn't make any sense for him to lose it. Um, and honestly, if he does lose it, I think he needs to drop it back to Josh Alexander. So he can actually get a decent run with the title instead of like a 10 minute thing. So. Oh, all right. So that's a, uh, that was a six pack recap. So pretty cool. Nice little short segment there. Uh, like I said, we got a couple Pay per views to preview this week. Let's go ahead and get into NWA Hard Times 2, which looks like a pretty solid card. We'll run through that here real quick. Um, Geez. So we have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Original Kingdom OGK, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett taking on the team of Aaron Stevens and Kratos. So the world, uh, I believe the ROH tag titles are on the line for this matchup as well. Um, that should be a pretty solid match. We have a 12 man NWA junior heavyweight qualifying gauntlet for the return of the junior heavyweight title. Um, then we have a qualifying match with Austin Aries versus Rhett Titus. Out of all the people that NWA could pick to be in this tournament, they picked Austin Aries. What's the
2: what's the weight limit for the junior heavyweight title?
0: Um two hundred and five pounds. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I am not sure on that one, like I doubt
2: they even have a weight class, like probably not. Like, junior weight junior heavyweight. It sounds too much like boxing,
0: you know? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like their cruiserweight title. junior
3: heavyweight. let see. Dun, dun, dun.
2: I don't know. I mean, I liked Austin Aries back when he was in Impact.
0: and Yeah, but Ring-off. now he's like a, a anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, um, conspiracy theory spouting dickhead, so... Man, that's
2: probably every wrestler, but
0: I, I don't know, he's been pretty vocal about a lot of it recently. Uh I don't see anything about a weight class or anything. Yeah. Ricky smart. Morton. Ricky Morton held it at one point. Ricky Morton. He's held everybody at one point. Okay. Uh Freddie
2: Freddie Blassie.
0: Classy Freddie Blassie? Yeah, Classy Freddie Blassie held this title way back in the day, so there's definitely not a weight class on this one. So. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty cool though. So, uh, Jimmy Ray, Brother Love, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at like the freaking like title holders from this, and like one of them was Brother Love. Hopefully, it's a different Brother Love. I hope so. I'm gonna to have to click on the name here and see where it takes me. So,
1: so when I looked up junior heavyweight, it says 200 pounds.
0: 200 pounds.
1: Wait, you talking about it's probably boxing though, get... Right, but why would it be any different? That's the whole point. Because they're not weighing in to fucking wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at one time in life. Our our world heavyweight champion was, uh, Ray Mysterio. And, you know, he's heavyweight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, because wrestling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, my cousin, uh, he used to be a manager called like Charlie Cash. And, uh, I don't know the guy's name that he managed or whatever, but, um, he managed a guy that was like both the heavyweight and the light heavyweight champion. Uh, but he was like a big guy, and so like they had him like scan on the, the scales, and like the the thing was like the scales supposed to go around to like come back around to like one hundred and fifty or whatever. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> light heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not too keen on Austin Aries. Hopefully, Rhett Titus wins this match. And um, he's definitely someone that deserves, like, some more recognition. Rhett Titus is awesome.
2: hope Austin Aries uh, wins. Piss Chris off.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right. Kobe, let's move on. Colby Carino's taking on Doug Williams. Yes, we're seeing a return of Doug Williams to action here in the States. That's gonna be a pretty awesome matchup. Colby Carino is a great talent. Doug Williams, of course, is a legend. Uh, So that should be pretty solid. Uh, Mickey James will be in action. She'll be defending the Impact Knockouts Tag Team or Knockouts Championship uh, against um, Kira Hogan. So this will, in fact, be the first time that the Impact Knockouts Championship will be defended on a non-impact broadcast against. A non-impact contracted talent being defended by a non-impact contracted talent
2: is uh Kira Hogan is she
0: still is she did she sign with AEW or no? Yeah, she is um she's AEW. So and then of course Mickey James is not contracted with N W with uh, Impact. She's contracted under NWA. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hope Ho- I hope Kara Hogan wins. But, I think Mickey, I think Mickey's gonna retain. Um, I think Deanna's gonna win it back from Mickey. I mean, I know that, but I'm saying yeah. I hope Kara yeah. Hogan
2: wins. I like Kara that Hogan. Be awesome.
0: That would be pretty cool. Uh, let's see what we got here. We have a triple threat women's world tag team champion match, championship match with the Hex taking on Lady Frost and Natalia Markova versus Kylie Ray and 2 well, Actually I think heck, Lady Frost was not gonna be able to make it to the pay per view uh due to some personal issues. So I think there's gonna be a replacement for her. So I'm not sure who her replacement's gonna be. um the hex gonna win this uh, oh yeah the heck doesn't win. Then. Yeah I don't see the Hex I don't see the Hex losing these titles anytime soon. Like they've just been on an absolute tear and Like, who doesn't love freaking Allison K and Marty Bell as a tag team? That's freaking amazing. Or at least Marty Bell, anyway. Uh, NWA World Tag Team Championships will be on the line as La Rebellion defends against the end. That should be a hell of a matchup. That's going to be, as uh, Jim Ross would say, a slobber knocker. (laughs) Or as Linkin Park would say.
2: In the end, it doesn't really
0: matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that should be good. Uh, NWA National Championships on the line as Chris Adonis defends against Judas. Uh, of course, the Sinister Minister, James Mitchell, will be in Judas's corner. Uh, Nick yeah. Aldis versus yeah. Latimer in a grudge match. Um, this one is kind of interesting. NWA Television Championship, Tyrus Uh, Defending against Scion, um, the masked man. No time limit, no DQ. And the Pope will be the special guest referee. So that should be interesting there. Uh, We also have uh, NWA Women's World Champion Camille defending against Molina. That should be a good matchup. Excited for that one. And Trevor Murdoch will defend the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against. Up and coming talent, Mike Knox. <laughs> Mike Knox. Who literally just came out of nowhere, attacked Trevor Murdoch after um their last live show, and all of a sudden now he gets a title shot. oh so,
2: yeah. Is that the same Mike Knox from uh
0: W E C W. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. The one that was uh Kelly Kelly's boyfriend. Yeah, you get jealous. Yeah. You're stripping. Yeah, well, I mean, if you can't handle dating an exhibitionist, then you probably shouldn't date an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I don't understand that one at all. I know Knox did a little stint in Impact. He was part of Aces and Eights for a little bit. Then he went on to join the the Menagerie, the little, like carnival group thing that they had. Oh um, so he went weak. from being a, from being like a biker badass to like a clown loving freak. So I mean Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what he's, he's still, doing now. He's still not that good. And that <laughs> no,
2: Jedi dude, that Jedi. dude it's like uh he's
0: not that good either. It's like Nah, Jedi. <laughs> some of these guys like some of these guys that NWA has brought in that are like relatively unknown. Uh, like Jordan Clearwater, Jordan Clearwater is great. Like, mm-hmm. I love Jordan Clearwater, he's phenomenal in the ring. But Jadias? like, no, like, I don't even understand pairing him with James Mitchell because it doesn't fit like James Mitchell's character. Like, when I see James Mitchell as a manager, I see him with guys like Abyss, with Mortis, with Wrath, um, guys like that, not freaking guy, some am yeah it's a goofy ass looking white guy named Judas. like really <laughs> nah dude like if you're gonna pair him with somebody why not pair him with odison and paro with the end and have them have him be the mouthpiece for them or bring in fucking, um the ascension and put james mitchell with them like that fits this guy doesn't so
2: judaius looks like if uh finn I wish he
0: was bigger <laughs> Wish he was taller, but I had to give up his in-ring ability. <laughs> that was a trade-off. <laughs> uh, but some of these matches on here actually look pretty good. Um, NWA puts on some good shows. They put on some good pay-per-views. Uh, the last paper, the last two pay-per-views they did with um, um, NWA in Power and NWA seventy-three were great events start to finish bell to bell phenomenal and i have no doubt that this is going to be good too i mean even with austin aries on the card he's going to put on a good match with Brett titus like they've wrestled numerous times before in ring of honor um so you kind of know what you're going to expect out of these two um this qualifying gauntlet has some promise in it as well i'm sure there'll be quite a few um, surprises in there um, OGK versus Aaron Stevens and Kratos. You know, we still have the issues between Kratos and Aaron Stevens, with Aaron kind of not being like checked in all the way. So I'm sure that's going to develop a little bit more on this as well. And then you know, it's freaking Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Like, who's not going to tune in to watch Matt Taven and Mike Bennett wrestle? Like, damn! So. Hell yeah!
2: Plus, I like the name of the of the pay per view, man. Hard time. all times,
0: hard times it <laughs> uh, should be awesome um nxc war games so nwa hard times gonna be saturday NXT war games is sunday night um let's break this down here real quick your thoughts on this card as well uh duh, 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 duh. we got can, hair versus
1: can, can, I, can i cut you off real quick
0: uh, just, yes just before
1: uh, i just want to tell you what i'm we got what the main event of uh, uh, Rampage is? Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> a a mask clown and a pirate versus a porn star and his fluffer. What? <laughs> so so you know it's it's Pac and with his fucking eye patch and uh, Penta versus FTR. The fucking bald one looks like a damn porn star with his fucking mustache. <laughs> and the other one basically is fucking blubber. <laughs>
0: oh
3: my god.
0: I thought you were gonna tell me Balvinus was back on AEW. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh man Oh god <laughs> Once
1: you see it Carl You're gonna laugh Oh god He has absolutely no hair But a fucking mustache Completely <laughs> bald He's got a thick ass mustache
0: So and, and his name's Harwood like, <laughs> Exactly So I mean like
3: <laughs>
0: it's It's not helping at all <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) All right, Uh, war games. (laughs) Hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Oh my god, this gives me a headache. Like we go from having poker matches to hair versus hair match. I'm like, literally, like they're gonna fucking shave Cameron Grimes's head, like. Let's be real. Hell, he already got his haircut. I know. They're going to finish the job. They're they're shaving his head. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed that they're not pushing him. Because like, he's good in ring. I just don't get the whole, like, all the gimmick stuff
0: that they do. Yeah. Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Like, Cameron Grimes is a great talent. And I'm not just saying that because he's local. He's from Burlington, North Carolina, which, you know, just a hop, skip and a jump away from we are. But I mean, Cameron Grimes, like he's a great talent. He was great in impact. Um, He's been great so far on NXT. Once they kind of, once he found his kind of niche here, um, with the, like the kind of Jed Clampett type gimmick that they're doing with him. But I mean, it's, his matches are great, and I think he needs to be profiled more, not in some hair versus hair match with a wannabe poker player. No, so yeah. I don't know. We just need to get away from the gimmicks. Like, I don't care about the gimmicks. Like, I'm I'm more like I'm not I'm not twelve. Like, I don't care about gimmick. Like, the gimmick does matter, but the story around the gimmick needs to matter more. Yeah. and like just some random ass. Oh, I was a professional poker player, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't give a shit. Just like that freaking Chase. Was it that Chase U guy or Chase Stevens, whatever the hell his name is? What's his name? Andre uh, Chase. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Adrian the teacher, Chase. Adrian Chase. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that guy. Like, yeah.
1: He's basically like, he a joke on there
0: anyway. He can get released tomorrow and I ain't going to give a shit. So, I mean... Like really, out of the new talent that they brought in, like the only one I care, the only one that even remotely interests me at all is freaking Braun Breaker, and it's because he's a fucking Steiner. Like that's yeah. The,
2: what's his What's his name? As okay,
1: um, I like the guy with Kyle O'Reilly.
0: What's the? Oh, oh, I cannot stand that guy. What's really?
1: the
2: Usos' little brother's name?
1: Oh, that oh uh, like yeah. that's Soko
0: good too. yeah.
2: Toko something.
0: Solo, Sequoia, Sakiya. Yeah, Sophia. he has
2: that, he has like a more of a, like, Samoan style wrestling.
0: Yeah. Man, so, I
2: kind of like no, that.
0: Not, yeah, I do. I I like him, too. I mean, there's, yeah, I can't really say that Ron's the only guy, but, like, I like him. I like Braun Breaker, obviously. Um, like, the Joe Gacy thing, it just... It reminds me too much of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So Which, I mean, it's just,
1: Speaking of that, I guess I wish they would do I wish the more Cruiser with you night. What's up? I said I heard they might be getting rid of the Cruiserweight title.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. They
1: apparently have been, like, teasing, like, I guess he's been teasing that he's going to, because him and Roddy, I don't know if they're wrestling this pay-per-view, but they might. Yeah, be. they are. Oh, yeah, they are. I yep. guess if he wins, he might change it because you he, I mean he's technically not a cruiserweight. weight. <laughs> nope. So, yeah, apparently he'd been like teasing changing the title. So, so what what
2: to watch her weight. <laughs> watch
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, we got the hair versus hair match. We got NXT Tag Team Championship um, with um, Imperium taking on Joaquin Wild. And Raul Mendoza or Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. It's Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That happened this week. I forgot about that number one contender yep. match. So, because I put this in there before that match happened. So, yeah. So, we'll be seeing um, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner take on Imperium. Um, which I have a feeling O'Reilly and Wagner are probably going to end up winning this. But, yeah. Uh, cruiserweight championship, we talked a little about that already. Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. Uh, I don't know. Like uh the whole the whole Diamond Mine thing, like it's kind of a letdown as far as like stables and factions go. Like we had freaking hit row, which is more entertaining than Diamond Mine. Yeah. Like if you I don't seen... have Diamond Page like come out and be your manager, then
2: maybe
1: yeah.
0: the Diamond Mine.
1: I mean, Michael Bivens is pretty awesome, but I mean, that's about
0: it. I, I do like Bivens. That's probably like the best part of Diamond Mind is that, like, in all honesty, Roderick Strong doesn't need to be part of a stable. Like, Roderick Strong can handle himself in the ring without having to be a part of a group. Apparently,
1: WWE doesn't think so.
0: Nope. Well, I'm pretty sure that him and O'Reilly and I think um, Gargano. Which we talked about Gargano last week signing an extension, but I think O'Reilly and Strong's contracts are coming up as well. So yeah. we could be seeing them either might What's stay it? or they I thought Gargano wait. just
1: signed until after war games.
0: Yes. It was just an extension through the tenth. So Yeah.
1: He he shouldn't sign back.
0: No, I I don't think you should <laughs> I don't either. think
1: either three of the ones you just said should.
0: No. Uh these guys can go elsewhere and um, be bigger fish in smaller ponds, and being
1: right.
0: little fish in a big pond. Maybe, uh, uh,
1: what was their tag team? Was it Red Dragon? What the hell is the name of it?
0: Um, yeah, fish, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Yep, That's what I thought. That's what I won again. Yes. Uh, let's see. We got work. Women's War Games match. We have Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez. Taken on the team of Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. This one, the War Games matches, I'm a little more interested in, like the women's one, more so than the men's match. Like, I'm not too keen on the the old school versus the 2.0 team, but it should still turn out to be pretty solid. But like, some of the the 2.0 guys have no business being in a War Games match. But well, I
1: think um, the other part with it too is like. Like a good example would be like Braun Breaker. Like he's not a fool on heel. Like, at least in the women's match, you know, like it's heels versus you have heels and faces. Yeah. Where in that one yeah. it's literally like you said, like half of them are heel, half of them are face, and they're on the same team.
3: Yep. And that
2: even with us is- this- And that thing too is I'm not really excited like I was like years past, like, oh yeah. I'm-
0: you wanna I'm- know why? Actually, is NXT 2.0? No, it's
1: because <laughs> uh, the Undisputed Era isn't in it?
0: Oh yeah, that's part yeah. Honestly, because think about every men's games match like it was Undisputed Era against somebody. Yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, I think the the women's war games match I think has more of a story build to it than the men's one. Even with that, though, I'm still not, like, intrigued. Yeah. I mean, in all honestly, I'll probably pass on this pay-per-view anyway. Like, I probably won't even watch it. I'll probably watch it, but... But, I mean, I got to work anyway, so I won't be able to watch it till I won't later. be
1: able to watch it either. So, Period.
0: I am closing. It's good Me time. Me too. So, see uh, I guess all right <laughs> <laughs> men's war games match we got braun breaker taking out or braun breaker teaming with Carmelo hayes grayson waller and tony d'angelo taking on the team of johnny gargano la knight pete dunn and tomasa chapa so la knight apparently got in just in time to be considered old school nxt <laughs> um
3: he
2: <laughs> started <laughs>
0: A month before Point. No. yeah, literally.
3: So, you
0: know, these guys are everyone else, so it's old school NXT versus NXT 2.0. Um, I don't know, like Grayson Waller, like, I don't like that guy either. He's <laughs> the <laughs> uh, the freaking what the MMA wannabe guy, yeah, yeah. Um, Carmelo Hayes, I like Carmelo Hayes, I think he's a great talent. Yep. Um. But but he was before this NXT 2.0 thing too. So technically, would he be NXT old school? Yep. He knows? Uh, would uh, the what?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I'm sure these the War Games matches will be good. I just eh. so it's kind of since the NXT 2.0 branding, it's not something that's been like like must see TV anymore. Like they, I, I
2: don't know. I've I kind of like the like more polished look. To uh, I
0: check. like the I like the arena setup. Like I like that. Like I like the overall look. I just like I don't like the way that the yeah. Like, I mean now, as far as like talent and matches and all that other stuff, it's kind of I mean like, eh. I
2: think I think that reason is is. Um, you know, it's a lot of new people, so you got a lot of younger talent that you yeah. know is not gonna give the same uh match as
0: like Karen Cross
2: versus Finn Balor, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's cause I think it's like with me, it was more of that independent feel to it, which is what I liked more. Cause you had these guys like your Adam Cole and like the whole undisputed era. And your guys like Henry and Cross and Finn Balor, like Shinsuke Nakamura, like even yeah. before like it became more like independent, you know the in let's say like the internet darlings, um, heavy with like Adam Cole and you know Bobby yeah. Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and all those guys. When you mainly had like Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, um, Kevin Owens, like when these guys were coming through before they went to the main roster, like even though they were there for a little bit. Like yeah. they still weren't there that long, but it still gave them enough time to do something and make make it mean something.
2: I think I think the uh, the downside we're the, for or the
1: few few people NXT who only prospered in NXT. Yeah,
2: I w- I want to say too, like a big downfall to NXT was this, it was a better
0: brand for what two or three years. Well, yeah, absolutely. Four years. And um, I think, like, once it once they got that the usa deal i think that's when it kind of started going downhill for them yeah
2: but uh it was a better brand for for a good run there and i think you know uh execs are looking at it like yeah you know raw and smackdown should be the better brand so let's kind of strip it out bring in some new people and it
0: be the new people
2: uh show again you know
0: yeah, I just don't like the direction of let's take these guys that have no wrestling training at all and let's completely train them from the ground up. Yeah. You gotta have but a I good. I mean,
2: there are, there are a few bright spots like uh, Braun Breaker and uh, Uso's little brother,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, you know, these guys wrestled like, like honestly, you can't tell me that if you're, your dad's Rick Steiner. And your uncle Scott Steiner, that you haven't stepped foot in a ring with them at some point. And the same thing <laughs> with you know Ricky, like Rikishi's youngest son. You can't, you know, he was wrestling with Rikishi's promotion, and he was trained by Rikishi. So I mean, yeah. like the, those guys are like exceptions to the rule that WWE is going with now. But there is yeah. one thing though.
2: Uh... their cousin's pretty good too. What's his name? He's like in the independent scene.
0: Oh, I, think uh, about. First I can't think of his name. Oh, the one that was with the one that was with NXT. Was he
2: with NXT?
0: Yeah, one of their cousins was with NXT. It's on um, one of the um. It's um. I, I think can't think of his name. I can't think of his name either. But he was in the Cruiserweight Classic a few years ago. Yeah, um, I know. You're
1: talking, I know exactly yeah, he's talking. Um, I can't
0: think of his name. He's uh freaking uh Tomatonga. I think it's like his their little brother. Like one of their brothers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the hell his name was. So But yeah, I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah. But he's pretty good too.
0: Yeah, I mean they're
2: strong. It's like just I bring mean it bring it, I'm not like if if you're trying to push this like bloodline storyline, I think like you should bring some more
0: of the bloodline in. Absolutely. Like you should have like a whole Samoan dynasty type thing, and he, and I think it should call that story arc should culminate with Roman Reigns versus The Rock, like when it's possible. So who knows? Oh, uh, The, rock, right. win, yeah. if the talk- rock
2: doesn't get to, if The Rock doesn't get to win. Like fuck it, I'm turning off my TV, and-
0: <laughs> and- I'm Travel Chief now, bitch. <laughs>
2: You know, if you don't make Roman Reigns smell with the Rockets is cooking, then
0: fucking. Yeah, that's some some bullshit. (laughs) All right. So that's going to wrap up Bell to Bell. We got those pay-per-views coming up this weekend. So like I said, NWA hard times on Saturday, uh, war games on Sunday night. So if you got nothing to do this weekend, go ahead and check them out. Definitely check out the NWA pay-per-view if you're looking for some good wrestling. Uh, if you're looking for some good sports entertainment, NXT is your way to go now. So, um, all right. So we're changing up the format here. We also added back in our uh, toy segment. Uh, we've rebranded it to For the Collection, uh, which, of course, ties into the YouTube and our other Instagram page. So this one, we're just going to bring you some of the, the bigger news stories that have come up. Just um, general toy news. So, let's go ahead and get in for the collection. These aren't dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. All right. So, we all know Toys R Us is coming back, like all of us in the toy collecting community. Um, They announced that earlier this year. So, the first actual physical store, standalone store, for the relaunch of Toys R Us uh, will be in New Jersey's American Dream Mall, which is planning to open in mid-December. Uh, Press release, the company said that the 20,000 square foot two story location is reminiscent of the beloved toy store customers know and love. Also, include an ice cream parlor, multi level slide, and of course, rows of toys for purchase. I'm excited about this. So, hopefully, we see more uh, standalone Toys R stores pop up if this is successful instead I of just being that. built in the Macy's.
2: I don't know, just me, me personally, I feel like, and this is nothing against, like, the store itself, but it's just the brand. Like, you know, it went out of business, it filed bankruptcy, like, a bunch of people lost their pension. If somebody buys the name to Toys R Us, I think they should have to, like, assume everybody's pensions, they got fucked over from the whole...
0: Yeah, uh, but that was, um... A lot of that was the the company that bought Toys Us Toys R Us initially, because they straddled they took all their debt from their company and straddled it into the Toys R Us brand. And that's that's what ended up killing Toys R Us. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it sucks. Like, you know, all those people did lose their jobs because the company going under because of mismanagement it from the freaking law firm that bought the company. It's just, it's shitty yeah but i know a lot of people a lot of people are happy that the brand's coming back uh i for one am because it gives us more options as toy collectors um outside of like target and walmart and amazon which it's hard to find stuff like between target and walmart um and then yeah. amazon your shit gets destroyed in the mail but <laughs> i <I'm> do not Us <laughs> so, to
2: be any better <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean we'll, get, we'll see. So still getting it from the same suppliers. Yeah. But generally, like with Toys R Us, though, like being a wrestling figure collector, there was more on the shelves <clears throat> compared yeah. to, you know, a small like two foot section in a Target or yeah. you know, the same section of Walmart. There's like half an aisle of wrestling figures. Like granted it was, you know, twenty pegs of Lanas, but I mean <laughs> 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 um the
1: guy that you were talking about is sean Maluda.
0: yes that's sean yeah. i had to look it up awesome Ah, oh, let's see what else we got here figure collections figure and Cella toys are bringing back the bone crunchers uh of course made famous by jack specific in the early 90s uh which was the relaunch of the the wwf toy license um, after they had lost after Hasbro and them parted ways in a few years, and then um, Jax would pick up the license and bring up Bone Crunchers. Uh, figures collection, figure collections announced they do have the first two series talent already signed, ready to go, uh, prototypes in hand for the Bone Crunching action. Um, they did post a little video of that on their social media outlets as well. So, um, honestly, there's actually a running podcast this week has an interview with the founder of Figure Collections who was heading up the, the launch of the Bone Crunchers. Um, Bone Crunchers got me back into collecting wrestling figures. So I, w- I wouldn't say got me back into it. That's actually what started. And it was the um, Superstar Series 5 Stone Cold Steve Austin was the, the first figure that um, started my wrestling figure collection which he is still chilling on a shelf down here to this very day. So, kind of excited about that. It should be pretty cool. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Elite 92 went up for pre-order on ringsidecollectibles.com earlier this week. I sent you guys the link for that. Um, <laughs> so, in that set, we're getting the, the burnt fiend. Terrible. And uh, Adam Cole. Uh, which Adam Cole comes in the gray camel from the War uh, Games matchup, I think in the first war games, uh, which will go out which will match the other Undisputed Era members as well. So, since we've got uh, Rick other... that Ric Flair looks awesome. Can't think of a up? better Ric Flair. I <laughs> like, with like 97 Rick Flair. like ninety seven Ric Flair. I
2: don't think that's any I don't think that's any seven Ric Flair. 77,
0: 87, <laughs> 97,
2: 2007. That, I don't know what that
0: the, one where it's I heard that haircut is definitely 90s. That was when um, Charles Robinson was like little Nate because it had the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely like 97, 98. Yeah, there.
2: If you see this figure, it, it's it's pretty bad.
3: It is. <laughs>
1: it's not the best.
3: Not Come the, the best player it. figure.
1: You know, you know oh. what, though? I don't know. Is it the worst player figure in the whole set?
3: Um,
0: <laughs> I honestly... I don't think it's the worst player figure release because that one's the WCW Toy Biz one that came in the, uh, the Four Horsemen four pack. Because this one literally... I'll take a picture and send it to you guys. This one literally looks like... Charles Robinson dressed up as Ric Flair, like <laughs> it's so that's like not, young in the face. That's not even what like, I was talking about. But it's yeah, not even like old man Ric Flair, but
1: so. that's not even what I was but talking about. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was just talking about there's a Charlotte Flair figure in there too. I was like, I don't oh, know if it's Charlotte, the worst yeah. Flair. Yeah,
2: I I think they're worse like Ric Flair. <laughs> no,
0: that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh. Yeah, I mean we get Charlotte in that as well, which. Um, Charlotte comes with the women's tag title, which I think Nia Jackson, the set before that one, comes with the title as well. Ooh. So, so that's, she's, that's the third time that title's been released.
2: Chris, Hopefully, they Chris, got
0: the text Chris, on it right.
2: Chris would be the guy that buy a wrestler figure just for the title.
1: He was <laughs> yes, actually. actually. He's done that before. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: so, okay. I have. Um, like if, especially if it's a title I'm missing. So. <laughs> the only one I don't have is the blue Universal title, um, or one of the few that I don't have is that one, and it I never should. bought that Xavier Woods with the up up down down title either. No. I yeah. have that, so it's okay. Yeah.
1: Scared so. <laughs> to sell to you for fifty bucks.
0: <laughs> I figure it's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good figure. I just because I knew like if I bought that figure. I was going to have to buy the other two Elites of the New Day to go with it. Yeah, so that was the thing. And I've already got like two sets of the New Day Elite, so I didn't think I needed another one. <laughs>
2: you know how many sets I have?
3: <laughs> Zero.
0: <laughs>
1: and even that's too many. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I got that one that came in the Budios box from WrestleMania. Yeah, they're dressed uh, Super Saiyan outfits. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, like Super Sale on Amazon a few years ago for I think it's like twenty bucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of Super Sale, Super Seven uh has a Ultimate Scale Turtle Van coming out. That's up for pre-order now on. EntertainmentEarth.com and BigBadToyStore.com as well. Five hundred dollars,
2: like the Ninja Turtles, or yeah,
0: Ninja Turtles. Like it's the, it's based off the animated series. Um, Super Seven's been doing like the toys based off the, um, more so based off the original Playmates line. But the Turtle Van, this Turtle Van has a little more detail to it, so okay. it actually looks like it was ripped like right from the TV screen, like the old school cartoon. So it's in scale to fit the seven-inch turtles. Five hundred dollars for this thing. Uh, What's interesting? So five hundred dollars for it. So so
1: our fellow listeners, if you want to get Chris a great Christmas present, (laughs)
0: uh,
1: (laughs) start saving your money. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I (laughs) know, right? Chris, I'm going to start a GoFundMe so I can get this Turtle Man. or i might just have to start selling pictures of my feet on the internet (laughs) uh yeah so it actually looks pretty cool so if you guys get a chance to check it out it's all over super sevens like um social media outlets as well um they also dropped a teaser today of the warner brothers water tower um for their new upcoming ultimates line which any uh nineties cartoon enthusiasts automatically knows what the Warner Brothers water tower means. So um we're getting Animaniacs. Nice. That was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it better be Animaniacs. Yeah, so that was pretty pretty exciting for that. The downside with these ultimate figures is they're like forty bucks, forty, forty five dollars each. So uh,
2: are you getting like all the animaniacs? Like picking the brain and
0: I, they haven't really, they just showed, like, it was just a tease of the Water Tower. So I'm sure they'll do, they'll do, like, the, like, Pinky and the Brain and all them, too. Okay. So I'm sure, though, the first ones will probably be, you know, the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister. And then we'll probably Got get, it. like, Pinky and the Brain and all of them. So. <clears throat> They're usually pretty good at doing side characters and stuff. Like they've did, been doing the, did,
2: uh, one. the Titans, too.
0: Tiny Tiny Toons will be awesome. Probably. Tiny Tiny would be amazing. (sighs) Pretty sweet. Uh, (laughs) NECA Toys. Uh, The next figure for the Gargoyle series has gone up for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store and EntertainmentEarth.com as well. Um, And that is Thalog. Um, If you're a fan of the 90s Gargoyles cartoon, you know Thalog was the, the clone of Goliath um which of course thelog was kind of goliath spelled backwards but they kind of switched the t and the h so yeah so it is pretty much just a repaint of the goliath figure and the theologs um color tone so it was still pretty awesome and i have it pre- pre-ordered already <laughs> nice. as, yeah. soon as, it, as soon as uh, i announced it uh so. pre cartoon yeah well, I mean, I got their. I have the Goliath is actually, and I canceled my pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store because I found it at Target before Big Bad Toy Store shipped. So I canceled the pre-order for that and bought it from Target. And the figure's amazing. Like it's a great figure. The details. Awesome. It's just it's really cool. And I'm sure the Thalog being the exact same figure, it's still going to be pretty cool as well. Oh, pretty psyched for that. Um, Speaking of Target, Hasbro has dropped the exclusive Ghostbusters Plasma Series 2 pack, uh, which dropped this past Sunday. Um, And that is a Phoebe and um, spoilers. If you have not seen it, Um, it is Phoebe and Egon, uh, which is the um, ghost version of Egon. And we all knew it was coming. So, regardless if you followed the movie or not, um, so it's Phoebe and the ghost version of Egon in the two pack, and that's pretty much the only way you can get the uh Phoebe figure right now is that that two pack. So, but that is uh release your target, and you can do actually I just dropped the other day for in store pickup and on target.com, so pretty cool. It. I have not picked it up yet. Oh, hell yeah, I've checked, like, I've been watching inventory in every store though, so. Next. Just to make sure, like, who has it. So, but um, yeah, have, uh the perks have are you, working for a national retail chain. <laughs> have
1: Have y'all seen the the Legos coming out tomorrow?
0: Which yeah. Lego? Oh, the um, holiday ones.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a set, and it's like an old school TV and an NES system.
0: Oh, that's and already like,
1: No, it doesn't come out till tomorrow. It's not supposed to. Oh, it's been like, out for years. Been for like yeah, year, that's been a fucking year, dude. Yeah, that's system? not like
0: last year. Yeah.
1: No, it's like a whole Lego set. Yeah, we have it like to yeah. sell in the store, but it's street dated yeah. for the, tomorrow. Uh, no, yeah,
0: it's, it's not street dated. Yeti just bought it, like, two days ago. Oh, it's street dated <laughs> in our store. Yeah, no, it's, no, like a, it's, it's not. A- it's it's going to be street dated.
1: Okay. Yeah, things like $229. Yeah. yeah. They have, like,
2: a yeah, TV that set like, that with it with, like, the... First level of Mario on it or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's got like a little crank on it. So you can, you yeah, it's, the, it's supposed to be
1: the for, Mario. they're having a Lego event. Um, like a Lego thing on Saturday.
0: Yeah. It's with the, um, the clothing, the Lego stuff. clothing line and, um, household items and stuff. So. Yep. We have all of it. Yeah. So come on by. I, um, uh, <laughs> will be mad at all of you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, G.I. Joe Classified, Cobra, Bat, and Alley Viper went up for pre-order this week as well. Again, Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth um, have them up for pre-order. So if you want to get your hands on them, they'll feel like hunting. There you go. So, all right. And that's going to round out for the collection for this week. So make sure you guys tune in next week for some more toy news.
2: Barbie don't have anything coming
0: out. No, I figured you can follow up on that next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. What
2: if I I collect poly pockets, man? Like what's up?
0: The only pocket you're collecting is pocket pool. So I mean, Oh, awesome. All right. So let's get into, uh, I think I'm going to flip these two segments. So let's get into the vintage throwdown. We're do another question? Talk- What's that? We're do another oh, you know what? Question. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah. I can't. I forgot about those. I've been rolling through the notes. So I forgot to, yeah, I uh, know.
1: You, you don't want to do my yeah. questions. I, I knew it.
0: No, well, I knew you let's hated knock out. Questions. I didn't hate the question. Let's knock these two discussion questions out here before we get into the vintage throwdown. Um, all right. So, couple questions that garrett put in here this week um they're both wrestling related um first question here is it fair to compare the Miz and mjf but no no but
1: here's here would be my twist on the question <laughs> i actually think it's it's unfair to do it because i think the Miz has had well, I mean, obviously MJF hasn't wrestled as much, but the Miz's career has been better. It's hard to say, Carl. I know you hate me to say that.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, I think the Miz has a good, like, you know, 15 years on MJF. Yeah, I begin, know. So, but, yeah. <laughs> when, MJF when, but then
1: the other thing I would say to that, too, is fucking the Miz wrestles all the damn time. MJF wrestles once a fucking year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but how many how many of Miz's matches were like stupid ass gimmick matches that didn't really count anything?
1: There's a few, but not like a ton.
0: Uh, what's uh, what's the m- most? What's the most memorable Miz match besides him and John Cena at WrestleMania? <laughs> I don't fucking know off the top of my head. I can't think of nothing off the top of my head. Exactly. So, yeah. What's, well, what's been the most? What's been the most memorable MJF match? I don't know. Can't tell you. You can't
1: tell.
0: So MJ, like, garbage. MJF and Jericho, like.
1: Yeah.
0: So I mean, like I think I, with the very with the very little bit that MJF has wrestled, like his matches and his feuds have actually meant something, whereas mm-hmm. the Miz, like they build up stuff for him and then they drop a ball on it. And plus so like this, like, or they like, release or they release who he's supposed to wrestle. <laughs> I yeah. mean.
2: The trajectory or
0: of, too, was like, to go do a movie. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: The Miz is something like a reality TV show like person. Yeah. Like he's not the same type of heel as MJF. Like cool. like I get it that they're both like smart asses, but they're different characters, and now I don't think like that's a fair comparison. Cause like the Miz is more of like a, uh, like a, a star, like a, you know, dumbass celebrity. Whereas like MJF is supposed to be like a rich. Uh, you could probably compare like MJF to like uh earlier Triple H more than you could like uh, uh, a, uh, a
0: Miz. Yeah. I think MJF too, like, kind of embodies that spirit of the of an old school heel, where he, like, you go meet him at a at a meet and greet. MJF is it's the same MJF you get on TV, the same MJF that's delivering promos, signing kids' pictures, fuck you, um, flipping people off, like, stuff that he would do on, like, on Dynamite. Is stuff that he's doing at meet and greets. And this is what people are paying to see. So he kind of he pretty much embodies the spirit of K-Vape. Like in all honesty. Like that's yeah, that's how it is. You, you gotta respect that. Where the Miz, like Carl was saying, is more like on that, you know, stuck up Hollywood, you know, celebrity type that is better than you because I've done movies or you know, I have a reality TV show or this, that, and a third, and like, it's, or maybe he's better
1: than you and you know it. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah. MJF (laughs) is, but that's, that's the thing though. Is like MJF is like, I think that's why I like, I'm drawn to MJF a little more is because like, I like that old school heel, uh, mentality that he's, that he has. Yeah, and he's not—he's not like in and in involved
2: in too many like gimmicky, where it's like a squash type, uh, like match, like uh, the Miz. Yeah.
0: So. so, I mean, I do I do see the comparisons between the Miz and MJF, um, as far as like their promo work—they're both very good on the mic. Um, honestly, I think MJF is a little better than the Miz when yeah. it comes to like actual mic work yeah. um well i'll give Miz, i'll say like this like that last that injury that Miz was out with like that's the first time he's been injured like where he could not compete since but he's he was been still there <laughs> But he was still there yeah even doing shit, but he was still there yeah, yeah. But, i mean that's the first time he couldn't wrestle like yeah. he's been with the company for X amount of years and has never had a major injury until twenty twenty one. Yeah. So I mean I mean, what does that say about the Miz? Like he's a safe yeah. worker. People like working with him. Like I get that. So But yeah. also yeah.
1: also, Carl, the reason that this question is a question is because uh CM Punk <laughs> called MJF yeah. last week. I uh, okay. I I'll just make sure you can tell. And this is what this is what
2: <laughs> I want to bit bitch about that real quick? Um, and this is this is a shot on both MJF and CM Punk. Is if you want to be the be- better brand, be the fucking better brand. Like, why are you bringing up WWE in y'all's promos? You
0: know, uh, it's to, because to be, because is doing it to
1: that, them too. <laughs> can't
0: really, you can't really talk CM Punk without bringing up his his WWE career.
2: And yeah, I, I, I would stay, I would stay away from it. Like if, if I was the, if I was Tony Khan and I was giving those guys directions, I'd be like, "Hey, we're not gonna mention WWE like at all. Like if we're gonna be the better brand, let's be the better brand." Uh yeah. 'cause Because I mean, cause I, I mean, CM Punk makes that reference of like Ms. Uh, uh, of uh. uh, uh Uh, MJF being like a Miz ripoff so now people are looking at MJF as like a Miz ripoff you know what I'm saying and then vice versa like oh CM Punk couldn't hack it in WWE Uh, so now he's in AEW it's like you're you're only diminishing your brand by doing that kind of heel promo work it's like stay away from WWE topics and this you know build your brand yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. Oh, right. That's a good question though. Yeah. That's a good question though. Yeah, I liked it.
0: All right. So this other one we got, which actually is a really good question too. Biggest missed opportunity for a storyline. I actually found you know, like, this like looking up questions.
2: Like ever or just, just in ger- like, So
1: when I found it, I think if I remember correctly. The guy that wrote it said his was, um, I think it was Michaels and Eddie Guerrero never had a feud together.
0: Huh.
1: And I think that was what he said.
0: They have yeah. not. I don't think they wrestled. They never wrestled each other. No,
1: I don't. I, yeah, and he was saying like that was something like he had wished had like happened.
0: Because Michaels like, is either not between them two. Michaels is either not wrestling or he was on Raw while Eddie was on SmackDown. Right. Like they never really crossed Cross paths at all So that actually that is a pretty big Missed opportunity
1: Yep so like that would be your Example yeah. I already know what Chris is going to say because he's going to say Probably what I'm going to say but go ahead
2: Boyer Hogan
1: <laughs> Yeah right
2: <laughs> No the first Boyer oh, they- first came to WWF <laughs> they, That's a big Missed opportunity yeah, that yeah, was huge. World champion versus,
1: You know the world champion of WWF. Oh, oh what Chris is gonna say now. I'll tell you what the I'm biggest sure. opportunity
2: storyline was though. Is what? uh they should have had uh should have had fucking Stephanie McMahon leave uh Triple H for Kurt Angle. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd been great.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh awesome. I think I've been better than in the incest storyline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna do at one point. Yeah, that have been way better. Um this one it's kind of a tough one for this, but Oh man, like I can't really.
3: The fiend uh and, just... uh, and
0: baller
1: yeah that was one you've always harped on the demon yeah i mean
0: we were supposed to get that but yeah like it never happened so i mean we're supposed to get bray wyatt and and finn Balor, but um what finn got injured or why got
1: injured one one of them did
0: because we got that that shitty like bray wyatt and drag sister abigail video package thing and then that was the last last thing we saw of the two of them and then yep. it just like completely dropped. But yeah, like the fiend and Finn. Like, you know, the fiend versus demon Finn Balor was like a huge missed opportunity for a storyline. Um, and that's that's probably one of the most recent ones. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kinda
3: it's kind of tough. Like speaking yeah, of storyline, um, so, I
2: think. Uh, do you think they're gonna have Dominic turning on Rey Mysterio?
0: I hope so. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. I think it would be kinda, some.
1: I feel like it's something they should stuff. do, but I think they don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> I don't think they will, honestly. Just because we think it's something that they should do, but I don't think they will do it. So we like
2: Brett Owen? You know, Mysterio. Yeah.
0: Cody Dusty, yeah.
1: Which I apparently read that I guess uh, before they left WWE, Dustin tried to get a match be- between the two at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, yeah, he fought. That's how we got that match at um, All In between the yeah. two of them. Gold Death
2: versus Stardust. That's been
0: good. <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right. Let's get, uh, let's bounce back to the vintage throwdown. Do you um, give an answer
2: this. What the hell? I, he,
0: he doesn't have an answer. I don't him. really, I don't have an answer for it. It's. Oh gosh. Come on, man. I've been, dude, I've been thinking about this question all since Garrett put it in there. I, I can't really think of anything. So like. I know the what it was. That, was, the it, was, it that, Gold,
1: was it Goldberg versus Gilbert? <laughs>
0: Like the like the biggest one I could probably think of would probably be like freaking Austin and Hogan. Yeah, like that. That's like one of the things that like they never really cross paths. Like you think like two different eras. I think over like after like the Austin like the Hogan and the Rock match at WrestleMania was say like eighteen, we should have got Hogan versus Austin, but they turned Hogan heel shortly after that or turn Hogan face shortly after that match anyway. And so it wouldn't have made sense. Right. So but I I think that was a huge huge miss. And I'm sure they're probably gonna go that route eventually. But with them, with the reaction that Hogan got from that crowd in Toronto, like they just like, oh well let's just drop the NWO thing and put Hogan Man. back in the yellow. I don't know. Um uh... Austin
2: is really particular about who he works with, and Hogan is really particular about who he works with. So I don't know if they could have made that made that happen. I'm
0: pretty, I'm pretty sure Austin wanted to work with Hogan. I think it was Hogan didn't want to work with Austin at the time. For sure, I think so. Because
2: uh, I know Austin was being pretty selective at, at the time. Because I know he turned down like a few with Jarrett. That's why uh, Jared ended up going to WCW because like uh, they had yeah. promised him a feud with Austin, and yeah. he never because Austin didn't want to work with him, and um, and so he left uh, for WCW.
0: Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, but I think that's I think that's one of the probably my biggest miss: would be Hogan and Austin. The Wrestle Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z dot The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stack of that's stack of cards with a Z.com. All right. Oh, all right. Vintage throwdown. Vintage throwdown. Yeah. November to remember 95. We're back. We back to revisiting that um, mainly because we want to talk about Mikey whipwreck versus Steve Austin, um, which was supposed to be Mikey whipwreck versus the Sandman. Who had earned a title shot earlier in the night uh sandman actually gets jumped by austin on his way to the ring and an ecw i guess if you're in the ring when the bell rings and you get your match so because yeah. that's what happened so, um,
1: well to be fair um i never heard the bell ring so uh i heard the commentator say uh the bell rings but i didn't hear the bell yeah. ring.
2: I I think uh, I went, I think watched a different match, but it's all good. Yeah, you watched
1: uh, it. I, I watched it, but I I read what you wrote in there, and I was like, I don't know if I read wrote the read the right thing. So then I fast-forwarded it to the end, and saw what was at the end, and didn't was wondered why we didn't do that match instead. But anyway, I was I, 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 I was, the match at the end was um terry funk and tommy dreamer versus mick foley and some other guy in like a hardcore tag match
2: oh yeah i was better
1: (laughs) and then i was my the first thing i said is man i bet i hope their tag team name was funky dream
0: (laughs) oh that's great I don't know. I think we thought this was supposed to be like the triple threat match because that's what it was on like the card I was looking at, but it ended up not being a triple threat match. It ended up being Mikey Whip to Steve Austin.
2: What I watched was a triple threat match,
0: and let's have this There was on the November to Remember '95. It was there was no triple threat match on there. Oh because I watched like, like, like a match on Daily Motion because
2: you know I didn't. I don't have Peacock right at the moment, and. Okay. The uh, all three men like started off like in the match, and they were like, uh, I want to say, uh, on the what I watched, uh, I'll say Mackie Rip got eliminated, and it was between Sandman and uh, Steve Austin, and Sandman won.
0: Yeah, I saw that match too, but I was like, because I was because when I was trying to find this match, I found that match. Um, uh, I saw like some of like a quick highlights of it because it was like, um, like Sandman's, like title ECW title wins or something like that. It was a playlist of that. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh but still like the match between Whip Rack and Austin was pretty good. Like it wasn't that long. It was probably like a little under 10 minutes. Um Austin pretty much dominated, but Mikey ended up picking up the win um yeah. over Austin, which was um actually kind of a big thing at that that time frame because they're building up Austin to be like this huge Huge star in ECW, and then obviously he would go on to do much bigger things. Um, coming in at WWF as the Ringmaster, then going and finding his mark with uh, the so-called Steve Austin character. But I mean, which that's is pretty much
2: pretty much everybody
0: debut. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but it's still a pretty solid matchup. Go ahead if you guys want to check that out. Uh that's November to Remember '95: Mikey Whipwreck versus Steve Austin um the carl's talking about the triple threat match i don't remember what event that was from though that's uh
2: i have no clue i find on daily motion it's like a triple threat match for the title uh sandman wins the title
0: um uh, i wonder if it was at the next event could
2: have like been, been,
0: been like that. a december a pre-view. yeah because that would have made sense because with um, Austin attacking Sandman prior to this matchup, that would set up a triple threat match for their next pay per view. So yeah. it was probably it was probably that holiday hell. Yeah. Cause I was trying to find that too, and I couldn't find it either. So
2: yeah, I think uh like at that point, like I don't know if ECW like had pay-per-view like shows. So they had like these events, but they wasn't aired on pay-per-views. They were aired on like ECW's programming, like
0: TV. Like yeah. twice that. So it was probably it was probably a live event they did Holiday Hell, and they just aired that match on like Hardcore TV. Yeah. <sighs>
2: All
0: right. So Vintage Throwdown. All right. So we got a final new segment for you guys this week. No holds barred. So anything goes, chats. Um, you guys got in here the college conference championship games. So I'll let you guys take it away from here because I have no clue what the fuck you guys are talking about. So.
2: <laughs>
1: Go
0: ahead, Carl.
2: Well, I mean, we can't talk. We can't talk about two of them because they went final. Uh, Utah uh, ended up beating Oregon. Shocker there for the Pac-12 championship. I don't know if Garrett had that happening or not. Uh, I sure didn't. I thought Oregon would beat Utah. Uh,
1: yeah, I would have thought Oregon would beat Utah.
2: And uh, uh, looks like uh, UTSA beat. Western Kentucky in the Conference USA Championship.
3: Nice.
2: Um, so, uh, you watch college football, right, Garrett? Every once in
1: a while, yeah. I'm not, every like, one... super into college football. You know, See, super. I watch every once in a while.
2: So, who you got in the Big 12 Championship between Baylor and OK State? Oof.
1: What, what seeds are they? I don't even know off the top of my head.
2: Uh, I mean, it, their ranks in the uh, in Don't matter in the college ranking yet. I mean, not really matter for this, but they're five and nine. Uh, okay, State's five and Baylor's nine.
1: Man, that's tough because Okay State is usually always good. Yeah. So I'm taking Baylor uh, though. Yeah, no I'll, though. I'll I'll go get you and pick Okay State. I mean, it does a lot. There's been there have been a lot of upsets this year, so.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Is their motto, we're okay? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, Janie,
0: are you okay? <laughs> are you okay <laughs> no, Monst- Monsters University, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, back <laughs> there about the
2: MAC championship, uh, Kent State, Northern Illinois. Oh, yeah, I gotta go.
1: I gotta go. Well, I-, I have no choice but to pick Northern Illinois. Because there's someone that listens to our podcast that would kill me if I didn't.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Kent State, because I know a guy named Kent, uh and he watches football. So Kent State, there we go. Um uh, <laughs> Mountain West <laughs> Mount, Mountain West Championship, uh Utah State and San Diego State. Uh a bunch of Mormons, I guess, better on or out. Uh, I'm gonna go to San Diego.
1: <laughs> I'll go to San Diego too. <laughs> A bunch of Mormons.
2: Some <laughs> <laughs> uh, belt championship. Uh, Appalachian State. Uh, I wanted to pick them over Louisiana, even though Louisiana is ranked twenty uh, fourth.
0: Uh, Fuck that shit.
1: App State all day, baby. Yeah, my brother's yeah. alma mater. <laughs>
0: Do they have good appetizers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got yeah. some good food there. Got some and abs and zerts.
2: Killer <laughs> weed. Yeah. If you want to buy some weed.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of, <laughs> ton of people. You can't <laughs> that, bro. That's where, they
2: grow the, that's where they grow the weed at, Chris. Up and down Oh, place you know? Yeah. All right. Um... American Athletic Conference Championship, Cincinnati-Houston. Uh, if you're not picking Cincinnati, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, All right, two so questions. I guess
1: I'm picking Cincinnati.
2: <laughs> two, two questions for you. Oh, you. Well, you said you don't watch college football, though. i was uh, going to ask you if you thought that a, a win here, does that get Cincinnati into the playoff without them being in that major conference?
1: Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, big ten championship, Michigan and Iowa. Mm. Uh, Michigan ranked number two going into it. I they see that. Two. They're out of the part of the college uh oh, they're off.
1: definitely out. Oh man.
2: I'm gonna go with Michigan though, because Iowa hasn't really done a whole lot to impress yes. me.
1: I'll probably pick Michigan as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this now. All
3: right. Another, another
2: hometown, uh, hometown, uh, home state uh, uh, representation here. The ACC championship, we got Pitt versus Wake Forest.
1: We got we to gotta go for Wake Forest, man.
2: Do we have to? Or can we go for Pitt? I'm gonna go we can for Pitt. go, we can go <laughs> for
1: Pitt if you want. If I go in anyway, <laughs>
2: uh, Pick goes in rank 15 uh, versus 16. Uh, uh, and then uh, the granddaddy of them all, the SEC championship, got number one Georgia, 12 and 0 versus number three Alabama, 11 and one. Two wins.
1: Georgia all the way.
2: You get Georgia out of the way?
1: Fuck real tide. Fuck them bitches.
2: I think I think uh I think Alabama pulls up the upset here and uh beats beats Georgia. Because Georgia always fucks himself over uh whenever they got a chance to go for a national title. And uh I see Georgia losing this, but uh that does make things a little complicated because you know there's only four teams that's going to be allowed in the college football playoffs and with number one going down to number three uh does that still put Georgia into the playoff or does it let cincinnati come in uh i don't know we'll have to we'll have to see well cincinnati's the four cincinnati's four right now but you know they do rank right. like after after the conference championships right. so if if uh
1: Who's five?
2: Huh? Who's five? Who's five right now? OK State.
1: Oh, OK.
2: Interesting. If OK State. If OK State gets a win, you know, Big 12 championship versus, um, you know, the whatever conference Cincinnati game. It's
3: going to be. Interesting. I don't know.
1: It would be definitely be interesting to see. I would think if Cincinnati wins, they would get be in.
2: You think Cincinnati wins, they're in. I, I if think they, if they win, in the
1: they, so if Georgia loses, they're for sure in. Okay. And then it would be true.
2: If Georgia loses, they're for sure in. Because I think if Georgia no, wins, they're.
1: No, I think if Georgia
2: loses, Cincinnati's in. See, I think the opposite. I think if Georgia if Georgia if Georgia wins, I think Cincinnati's in because then Alabama has two losses. Oh, that's so
1: true. I, yeah, that would be true because yeah, Alabama would be out, I
2: think. Yeah. But if Georgia if Georgia loses, that their only loss will be to Alabama. You know? Right, And they had the argument of, you know, one lost Georgia team versus undefeated Cincinnati United team that team played, played
1: nobody. Yeah. Who was their toughest that they played this
2: year? Unless, like, you know, something crazy happens where, like, you know, uh, uh, Michigan loses. Yeah, because so they're Michigan the toughest.
1: I mean, literally the toughest team they played all year was Notre Dame.
2: Yeah. And Notre Dame I don't think is all that tough.
1: They were nine they're nine seed. But yeah. I mean everyone else they played nobody. And it's not like except for like a couple of games, they didn't blow out really anybody. So interesting. But yeah, yeah. Alabama loses, yeah, they're definitely out.
3: Yeah.
1: Because then that would just put, that would just, what it would do is it would just keep Georgia at one, it'd move, uh, you'd keep Michigan at two, and then it would probably be, depending on how they do it, I mean, if they do it strength of schedule, I mean, OK State would probably be three, even though they have one loss, and they'd yeah. probably put Cincinnati at four. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm thinking, Nick.
1: Yeah. So and then you know this is how we get chris to not talk on the podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much Yep. booball Foosball. that's the devil booball's devil My mama mm My mm mm
0: mm mm well, for our fans out there that watch football or college football,
1: right, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. That was the whole point. Adding something like this on here. So a little more people engaged in the show. All right. So and that's going to do it for us. So I hope you guys enjoy the new format. Um, feedback is always welcome. If there's something that you guys uh, like, didn't like about the show, we're willing to uh, take some constructive uh, criticism. You don't care. We'll, uh, listen to you and then we'll go from there. But, um, some quick shout outs here to some friends of the podcast. Uh, of course, the four horsemen of wrestling figure of wrestling podcast, uh, the fig cave, our good friend, Phil Gentile over there, um, cave fig on Twitter and the fig cave on Instagram. So be sure you're following those accounts and be sure to subscribe to the podcast, his podcast, the fig cave on whatever, um, podcast networks you are using um he does have a top 10 wrestling figure podcast in the works uh, which will be dropping relatively soon in the next week or so um collecting uh data from top of men in the field of wrestling figure collecting uh yours truly uh, contributing to the list as well so definitely check that out uh the running podcast with the boys tommy and dj uh, run in podcast on Twitter and the run in pod on Instagram. Um, new episodes for them drop every Friday as well. So definitely check those guys out. They do have an interview with uh, Jack from figure collections talking about the new bone crunchers line. So give that a listen. Um, that's on my list to listen to this weekend as I'm putting up Christmas lights and the call up with a friend, Kenny. So be sure to check out as check him out as well. And that's the call up on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, new stuff drops from him weekly. Uh, we got a few live shows that he does, live reactions for Raw, um, AEW, SmackDown. Trying to do a little more live stuff there as well. So definitely check that out. Um, so that's the uh, wrap up the Four Horsemen. And check out our good friend Sean, Champions Material Podcast. That's Champions Material on Instagram and Champions Matter One on Twitter. Um, good stuff on there it covers everything from pop culture college football nba baseball all that fun stuff boxing pretty much everything so that is a pretty solid listen and of course don't forget to follow us as well on twitter at WrestleGetapod with one d um instagram Russell with two d's and for the underscore collection facebook.com slash wrestle get a pod with one d youtube.com slash for the collection and check out our merch stores at ProWrestlingTees.com slash podcast and RedBubble.com slash people slash Pod. And be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and on Podchaser. Help us expose ourselves more to the world because we all know we need a little more exposure. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, awesome. And as always, we'll leave you guys with the theme of the week. Carl this week it is your pick What you got for us We're gonna do uh, The common man Mm -hmm. Dusty Yeah Nice right, He's just the common man Working hard with his hands hands. Good stuff there All right. So, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. And like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the new format. Um, Hopefully we cover a little more stuff for you guys as well and kind of round things out a little bit. Uh, Like always, this is episode 121 of the WrestleGetting Podcast. On behalf of myself, Chrissy Heat, Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking us out this week, and we'll be back to chat with you and invade your ear holes next week. Later, Marks hard time. Is
2: when you work at a company for 30 years and they give you a watch, kick you in the ass, and say, "Yo, a computer took your job, daddy." That's hard time.
3: Woo! <laughs> <laughs>